KPFA 94.1 FM Berkeley, KPFK 90.7 FM Los Angeles, 98.7 FM Santa Barbara, 93.7 FM North San Diego, 99.5 FM Ridgecrest, KPFT 90.1 FM Houston, Texas, WBAI 99.5 FM New York City, WPFW 89.3 FM Washington, D.C. Please call 1-800-735-0230 to pledge your support for this endangered American treasure or go online at supportpra.org. Your donation today helps us more than ever do our work preserving, digitizing, and caring for this historic collection going back to 1949. Welcome to Sojourner Truth. Thank you for staying with us. This is your host, Margaret Prescott. Uh, Today, a very special Pacifica show. We'd like to welcome all of the Pacifica flagship stations around the country. KPFK 90.7 FM out of Southern California, KPFA in Berkeley, California, KPFT in Houston, Texas, WBAI in New York City, WPFW in Washington, uh, D.C. This is your host, Margaret Prescott. The midterm elections were one week ago today, but some of the results remain uncertain as concerns over unjust tallying procedures, a form of voter suppression, has come to light. On Saturday, November 10th, Florida began its first ever full statewide recount after authorities found that tallies submitted by the state's 67 counties for Senate, Governor, and Agriculture Commissioner were too close to call. Unofficial results for the senatorial race on Saturday showed that the margin of Governor Rick Scott's, the the Republican, his lead over the Democratic incumbent, Bill Nelson, has fallen. And concerns about the possibility of losing a Democrat Governor Rick Scott of Florida filed several lawsuits last week, one against Palm Beach County election supervisor for allegedly refusing to allow official party and campaign representatives into the ballot counting area and other charges. But Democrats are crying foul, and they're saying that the Republicans are very, very worried that they will lose yet another Senate seat. In Arizona, the race has now been called uh, for the Democrat seminar. So in Florida, Scott also filed yet another lawsuit against Broward County Elections uh, Supervisor uh, just yesterday. Thursday evening, alleging that her office is hiding information about the number of ballots left to be counted. And Donald Trump has uh, joined the fray, uh, echoing uh, Scott's accusations of fraud and issuing a number of, well, his infamous tweets. He claimed that, quote, large numbers of new ballots showed up out of nowhere and many ballots are missing or forged. An honest vote count is no longer possible ballots massively infected. Now, 
there's no proof whatsoever. And indeed, a judge has ruled that he has seen no um, fraud in Florida. And meanwhile, in Georgia, that election is also contentious for governor. Uh, the Republican opponent, uh, Brian Kemp, is still claiming that he was elected. And Stacey Abrams, who may be the first uh, black per woman to be governor in that southern state, she has refused to concede. And she is saying that every vote has to be counted. All righty. So the uh, vote happened a week ago today. There's a lot of contentiousness around that. Meanwhile, uh, we know that since the voting, the Supreme Court gutted the Voting Rights Act, a key section of the Voting Rights Act, 34 states have enacted uh, voter suppression laws. Also, redistricting has been used to as a way of suppressing the vote. Despite all of those efforts, the turnout for the last week's midterm elections were massive. Uh, some are comparing it to a presidential election year. Uh, nevertheless, we don't quite know what the results are. We do know that the Democrats overwhelmingly have taken the House and the Republicans have maintained their control of the Senate. Now, today we are doing a very special broadcast to just take a look at how we got to this place. We're going to be looking back to look forwards in this very special hour where we're going to be supporting uh, one of the my favorite things to do on the air, which is the Pacifica Radio Archives, which is not only a national treasure, but an international uh, treasure. There's nothing like it in these United States or anywhere in the world. There are thousands of... Um, tapes of history, reel-to-reel -reel tapes of history going way back to the founding of Pacifica from uh, 1949, and we desperately need to save the people's history, the people's audio history. So today we are asking all of you uh, to pick up the phone and uh, call your support for the Pacifica Radio Archives, 1-800-735-0230. And I'm also delighted to welcome in studio our very own in-house historian. Uh, we are fortunate in Southern California to have the Pacifica Radio Archives housed in the KPFK uh, station. And Mark Torres, the executive director, he's like a walking encyclopedia <laughs> on uh, what is in the archives. Uh, Mark Torres, welcome. Well, this is the only show that I would get up this early for. <laughs> yes. Um, thank you for having me, Margaret. Yeah. So, uh, Mark, before we start um, talking about uh, some of the clips that are involved, I want to just to set the show to play a series of short clips. One is a historic piece from the archives of Bayard Rustin, okay, talking about the future, right? And that's going to be followed by the clip of a 92-year-old woman in Georgia who for 50 years had been voting at the same place, right, active in the civil rights movement. They turned her away. She couldn't vote. And that's followed by the Reverend William Barber, who has picked up the mantle of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. Let's hear those clips right now. But remember to call us at 
1-800-735-0230. Now, my friends, the problem has been from the very founding of this nation that we made a separation between individual morality and social ethics, and we are still continuing to do so. Thomas Jefferson awoke one night after having a horrible dream in which he saw the nation being torn asunder over the problem of slavery. He behaved as an individual moralist and as one not at all concerned with social ethics. He got up the next morning and wrote a will in which he manumitted his slaves upon his death. What he should have done was to have seen the problem as a social problem and he should have gone into the Congress of the United States to have done something about the problem of slavery politically rather than merely to have solved his conscience. Has this ever happened to you before? Never. How long have you been voting? Oh, my life is since I wrote now, but I've been voting right here. It was since 1968. And it's just, it's horrible. And, and I say that because the West End, she's been in this community back when we could, when they were doing sit-ins. She held civil rights meetings at her home. And today to come out and not be able to vote and no one can give you an explanation, like it's extremely emotional and it bothers me. It bothers me to my core. Like there's actually no record of her whatsoever voting in any election whatsoever and it's ridiculous. I'm sorry. Trump is a symptom of a greater moral malady. And his election is as American as apple pie. It has happened before. If you don't believe it, go back to 1877. When a guy ran for president and lost the popular vote cut a deal with the Electoral College and said, if you put me in, I'll pull the troops out of the South, I'll help end Reconstruction, and I'll change the Supreme Court. They did, he did, and by 1883, the Civil Rights Act of 1875 was overturned white supremacy was recodified into the laws of this land. So anybody that tells you we've never seen this before, either they don't know history or they haven't had their eyes open. <laughs> Nail Painter, the great historian at Princeton, has said there is this thing in American, the American project called call and response. There is a call for more justice and more equity and more racial equity, but then there's always a backlash, a response. We're not here tonight just because of that, because if President Obama had had four more years, or even if Hillary had won the office, there would still be 37 million people without health care. We still would have to face the fact that 50 years after the first Poor People's Campaign, there is much left to be done. 
much left to be done. That's the Reverend Bishop William Barber, and he is a joint coordinator of the new Poor People's Campaign, uh, Mark Torres, picking up from um, Dr. Martin Luther King's call. So those clips we heard from Bayard Rustin, who helped to organize um, the March on Washington. We heard from a 92-year-old woman in Georgia who last week, last Tuesday, was turned away. She was not able to vote, an older uh, black woman. And then uh, fast forward to the Reverend William Barber, breaking down some of that history for us. So, Mark uh, Torres, this kind of history is so valuable and so important. And we know that that is also the value of the Pacifica Radio Archives. Just tell us what we're offering this hour as a thank you gift. Okay, well, this last year, thanks to your donations last year, November, we were able to digitize over 1,300 new programs that we are now offering with our two previous volumes of Voices That Change the World. So now we have a collection of three volumes that totals over 3,600 hours. This is like going to the Library of Congress, putting in a giant hard drive, and downloading everything they own. It's called the Encyclopedia of Sound, and for a $250 donation, you can get all three volumes of, of our unique recordings over the years, and you will help us do our work for the next year. Uh, this is something we've, we had a, a great flurry of phone calls in our first hour, and Margaret comes in second to no show. She makes sure she fundraises better than any other hour. Well, let's let's hope and so, let's, Mark. Let's see if we can we, do that. Yeah, two hundred and fifty. Uh, and our goal for this hour, Mark. Uh, we have a three thousand dollar goal for this hour. We have a three thousand dollar goal for this hour. I want to up the ante a bit because I want to make at least four thousand dollars during this hour for the Pacifica Radio Archive. So I'll ask uh, Ramiro, our uh, assistant producer, to just put on the board how many people we need calling pledging at. The $250 level for us to make $4,000 uh, during that hour. And again, the number to call is 1-800-735-0230. Three volumes, 36 hours of audio, the Encyclopedia of Sound. There is nothing like it in these United States or like or in the world. I can assure you of that because Pacifica Radio always are uh, the first on the scene when movements are breaking out. Eight hundred seven three five zero two three zero, and you'll get everything from Martin Luther King to Rosa Parks, Alan Watts, Bob Dylan, George Carlin, Lorraine Hansberry, Langston Hughes, Howard Zinn, uh, Edward Said. Uh, Arundhati Roy, Fannie Lou Hamer, and Cesar Chavez, and much more. But, you know, Mark, what I want to do now is to go uh, to a clip uh, from James Baldwin talking about uh, what it's like to be an American. And and in these times where we see some voter suppression going on and what some people are calling a new Jim Crow era, when people fought so hard for the right to vote and now look at what's happening, these voices are critical. Let's hear from the late, great James Baldwin. Thank you. The proper noun, American. One will discover first of all, that to be an American means a catalog 
of virtues. We have something called I Am an American Day, which I gather is meant to reassure everybody. <laughs> And to be an American in these terms apparently means, check me out, you think about it. <laughs> apparently means that though Greeks, Armenians, Turks, Frenchmen, Englishmen, Scotch, Scotsmen, Italians may be corrupt, sexual, unpredictable, lazy, evil, a little lower than the angels. <laughs> we are not. <laughs> Quite overlooking the fact that the country was settled by Englishmen, Scots, Germans, Turks, and Armenians, a little later to be sure. Every nation under heaven is here. And not, after all, for a very long time. I think that it might be useful in order to survive our present crisis to do what any individual does, is forced to do, to survive his crisis, which is to look back on his beginnings. The beginnings of this country, it seems to be, it's a banality to say it, but alas, it has to be said. The beginnings of this, of this country have nothing whatever to do with the myth we have created about it. The country did not come about because a handful of people in Europe, various parts of Europe, said, I want to be free, and probably built a boat or a raft <laughs> and crossed the Atlantic Ocean. Not at all. Not at all. In passing, let me remark that the word liberty the word freedom are terribly misused words. Liberty is a fact which is also used as a slogan, and freedom may be the very last thing that people want. The very last thing. Anyway, the people who settled the country the people who came here, came here for one reason, no matter how disguised. They came here because they thought it would be better here than where they were. That's why they came. And that's the only reason that they came. Anybody who was making it in England <laughs> did not get on the Mayflower. 
this is important. It is important that one begin to recognize this because part of the dilemma of this country is that it has managed to believe the myth it has created about its own past, which is another way of saying that it has entirely denied its past. And we all know, if we think about it, what happens to a person who is born, let us say, where I was born in Harlem and goes to the world pretending he was born in Sutton Place. How odd this may sound. Also happens to a nation, a nation being when it finally comes into existence, the achievement of the people who make it up. The great James Baldwin, a very special day to support the incredible Pacifica Radio Archives. We have a thank you gift. The pledge level is $250 for three volumes of the Encyclopedia of Sound, Voices That Change the World, Volumes 1 through 3, a new compilation of historic recordings totaling over 3,600 hours of audio. The number to call is 1-800-735-0230. You know what? I also uh, just got the news from the archives that actually during this hour, I've got to raise $5,000. We can do I've that. Got, and we can do it. You know what? It's 20 people calling um, from uh, Los Angeles, uh, Berkeley, New York City, um, Houston, uh, Texas, Washington, D.C., 800-735-0230. We can do this one caller at a time. I want to see those phone calls coming in. 1-800-735-0230. Mark, you know what we could also do if I have five people who could call and pledge $1,000. We're getting near to the end of the year. It's tax deductible, and they could just donate to the archives. They could say, well, you know what? I don't want the thank you gift, which, well... That's up to them. And then they get a totally tax-deductible donation. If you can do $500, $1,000, that's welcome. But please, we need 20 people calling and pledging um, at the $250 level. Mark Torres. Yes, if they pledge $1,000 or more, we're going to use it as a matching fund, uh, regardless of if you take away four gifts or no gifts. So if you uh, are capable of doing a $1,000 donation or more, Somebody can do a $5,000 donation, and we make our goal for the hour. The main thing is, is that every $250 donation helps us preserve and digitize another historic recording that already includes some of the greatest names in history, unique recordings of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Rosa Parks, Alan Watts, Bob Dylan, Lorraine Hansberry, Langston Hughes, Howard Zinn, Edward Said, Arundhati Roy, Fannie Lou Hamer. I don't know if we've played Fannie Lou Hamer yet, but... We're, we're going to get there, when, Mark. When, when we're going to get there. When I hear about voter suppression today from people, we found out that, that, uh, that the gubernatorial candidate who was still sitting Secretary of State of Georgia, Brian Kemp, removed over 300,000 legally registered voters from the, from the voter rolls. Like and 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 the difference between 
the tallies is 60,000 votes. Do the math. Over 300,000 suppressed, 60,000 difference. Right. So the voter suppression is still going on today, and Fannie Lou Hamer was beaten within an inch of her life in, in the early 1960s. In fact, what I want to do is to go now to that Fannie Lou Hamer uh, clip, Teddy, if you could pull that up. We have two callers on the line right now. That means I need 18 more people calling, pledging at the $250 level. Just 18 more of you calling. You just heard a clip from James Baldwin while we're waiting for that Fannie Lou Hamer. Uh, just a brilliant author, Giovanni's Room, The Far Next Time, Notes of a Native Son, Go Tell It on the Mountain, Another Country, um, and, you know, Going to Meet the Man, just an incredible, incredible writer, but also an activist. He is now gone. But, Mark, we can help to preserve his voice and his message. And he was around at the time when we were fighting for that right to vote. That's being suppressed right now. Let's hear Fannie Lou Hamer. Um, this is from 1962. She was a, a sharecropper from Rueville, Mississippi, trying to vote. I want us all in this building to sing, go tell it on the mountain, to let my people go. My name is Mrs. Fannie Lou Hamer, and I live at 626 East Lafayette Street in Roosevelt, Mississippi. It was in 1962, the 31st of August, that 18 of us traveled 26 miles to this place, to the county courthouse, to try to register to become first-class citizens. When we got here to Indianola, to the courthouse, that was the day I saw more policemen with guns than I'd ever seen in my life at one time. We stayed in the registrar's office. I'm not sure how long, because it wasn't but two allowed in the room at the same time. After we got out from the registrar's office, I was one of the first persons to complete, as far as I knew how to complete, on my registration form, and I went and got back on the bus. During the time that we was on the bus, the policeman kept watching the car, the bus, and I noticed the highway patrolman watching the bus. After everybody had completed their farms, and after we started back to Roosevelt, Mississippi, we were stopped by the highway patrolman and the policeman, and was ordered back to come to Indianola, Mississippi. When we got back to Indianola, the bus driver was charged with driving a bus the wrong color. <laughs> this is the gospel truth, but this bus had been used for years for cotton chopping, cotton picking, 
and to carry people to Florida to work to try to make enough to live on in the wintertime to get back here to the cotton field the next spring and summer. But that day, the bus had the wrong color. After we got to Roosevelt, about 5 o'clock, Reverend Jeff Sonny drove me out into the rural area where I had been working as a timekeeper and a sharecropper for 18 years. When I got there, I was already fired. My children met me and told me, said, Mama, said, this man is hot. Said, he said, you will have to go back and withdraw, or you will have to leave. During the time he was talking, it wasn't too long before my husband came and he said the same thing. I walked in the house, sit down on the side of my little daughter's bed. And then this white man walked over and said, Pap, did you tell Fannie Lou what I said? He said, yes, sir, and I walked out. And he said, Fannie Lou, did Pap tell you what I said? He said, I said, I did. he did. He said, well, Fannie Lou said, you will have to go down and withdraw or you will have to leave. And I addressed and told him, as we have always had to say, Mr. I said, I didn't register for you. I said, I was trying to register for myself. He said, we are not ready for that in Mississippi. He wasn't ready, but I've been ready a long time. I had to leave that same night. On the 10th of September, 1962, 16 bullets was fired into the home of Mr. and Mrs. Robert Tucker for me. Now, the question I raise, is this America? The land of the free and the home of the brave? Where people are being murdered lynched and killed because we want to register and vote. We will not bow down to a high racism. Yeah. We will not bow down to um, Mark Torres, that is just incredible. Of, of Fanny Lou Hamer, 16 bullets fired just because she wanted to vote fired from the plantation that she was working on. She was later beat within an inch of her life, broken ribs just for the right to vote. And um, the number to call is 800-735-0230. I have found in talking with Generation Z folks um, in the 20s and, and teens, but some of the 30s, they don't know who Fannie Lou Hamer was. They don't know about the martyrs of the civil rights movement. If you are listening right now and you know any young people, um, you can um, just... Uh, make a move for human rights and for justice by calling us at 
800-735-0230. Get this encyclopedia of sound. You're supporting the Pacifica Radio Archives. The pledge level is $250, and I need 16 more people calling at the $250 level to make our goal. This is Margaret Prescott, host of Sojourner Truth, and I am looking for phone calls coming from KPFK 90.7 FM in Los Angeles, KPFA 94.1 FM in Berkeley, California, KPFT 90.1 FM in Houston, Texas, WPFW 89.3 FM, Washington, D.C., and WBAI 99.5 FM in New York City. I need to hear from uh, New York City. Where are my homies? Where are all the graduates from, from Prospect Heights High School, from Long Island uh, University? Where's Crown Heights? Where is Berkeley? Where is Oakland? Um, and please, 800-735-0230. Um, it's 3,600 hours of audio, and it hurts my heart even, Mark, for young folks who are volunteering here at KPFK and talking with them. That historic memory is not there. We, each and every one of us, have an obligation to make sure those voices are passed on. And I've also heard young people who are over 18 who do not believe in voting. They, I I dare them, I I compel them to hear and to know about Fannie Lou Hamer and people like her. This is just one voice that we heard. But there 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 were were thousands of others that were fighting for the right to, to vote. And as you heard, Fannie Lou Hamer, people were lynched in that case. Uh Goodman, Schwerner, and Cheney dead, uh trying to register people to vote in the South. People lost their lives trying to register to vote. For your right to vote and, and for you to sit this one out, uh, I, it doesn't make any sense. If, if anybody out there knows one young person that does not, that didn't believe in voting in this midterm, I compel you to get this collection and highlight the Fannie Lou Hamer recording for them to listen to so, so that they're present for the 2020 election. 1-800-735-0235 is the toll-free number to get this incredible collection of 3,600 hours. Because of your Nothing donations, like it. Because of your donations last year, we were able to digitize another 1,300 hours to add to our previous two volumes. It is now at 3,600 hours of audio, the Encyclopedia of Sound. Invest in the people's history. This is Margaret Prescott, host of Sojourner Truth, in studio with Mark Torres, the executive director of the Pacifica Radio Archives. We have a goal of $5,000 for this hour. We have 25 minutes in which to raise uh, $4,000. We've got to raise another $4,000. That means just 16 people We have three uh, lines calling. open right we now. We have three lines open. Just 16 people are calling 8, um, 800-735-0230. And you know what? Fannie Lou Hamer and that story of Fannie Lou Hamer. If you know anybody that doesn't know the Fannie Lou Hamer story, you call um, us. But, you know, every $250 donation helps us to preserve and digitize another historic recording. A lot of these recordings, they're old, they're real to real. They're going to disintegrate. That history is going to be lost. You can help to save the history, the voices of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, of Fannie Lou Hamer, of Rosa Parks, of Alan Watts, of 
Dolores Huerta, of Cesar uh, Chavez, of Cornell West, of uh, Bayard Rustin, of James Baldwin, uh, okay, of Paul, the great Paul Robeson, the great, great late Howard Zinn. Let us preserve these voices for the next five generations. Native American people always tell us we have to think about the next five generations. Yes. We just need 12 people now, Mark, calling us at 818-985-5735. But you know what? I want to share, too, this clip from um, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. And, uh, you know, talking about what happened after 1863, because at the beginning of the show, I said we're going to look back to look forward. Yeah. You know what? We're still fighting the Civil War. It's unbelievable. I read an article last yeah. week in The Guardian that said Donald Trump is the first Confederate president. This is what time it is, people. 818-735-0230. We cannot remain ignorant of our own history if we're going to be figuring out how to survive as we move what Henry Giraud calls towards fascism. Let us hear now from the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. On the Statute of Liberty, we read that America is the mother of exile. But it doesn't take us long to realize that America has been the mother in most instances of its white exiles from Europe. It had ne has never been that kind of maternal care and concern for its black exiles who were brought to this country in chains from Africa. And it is no wonder that in one of the sorrow songs of early days, the Negro could cry out sometimes, I feel like a motherless child. What we see is a constant moving forward, taking a step forward on the question of racial justice, and then taking a step backwards at the same time. In 1863, through the Emancipation Proclamation, the nation freed the Negro from the bondage of physical slavery. But the Negro was not given land to make that freedom meaningful. And we must never forget that at the same time, our nation was giving away millions of acres of land in the West and the Midwest which meant that America was willing to undergird its white peasants from Europe with an economic floor while refusing to undergird its black peasants who were brought here in chains from Africa with the same kind of economic floor. Therefore, emancipation for the Negro was freedom to hunger. It was freedom to the winds and rains of heaven was freedom without bread to eat, without land to cultivate. It was freedom and famine at the same time. In 1875, the nation passed a civil rights bill and refused to enforce it. In 1964, the nation passed an even weaker civil rights bill. And even to this day, it has not been enforced in all of its dimensions. In 1954, the Supreme Court, the 
declared segregation unconstitutional in the public schools. And now we find ourselves 12 or 13 years later with less, with less than 5% of the Negro students of the Deep South attending integrated schools. And if it continues at this pace, it will take another 97 years to integrate the public schools of the South. Suburban politicians talk eloquently against open housing and at the same time and in the same breath contend that they are not racist. All of these things reveal that the white back backlash is nothing new. The fact is that America has been backlashing on the question of fundamental human rights for its black citizens for more than 300 years. America has been backlashing for more than 300 years. That backlashing is still going on. Donald Trump is in the White House. Analysis now saying what many of us have known for a long time, the Civil War is not yet over. These people who wanted to take their country back are still fighting the Civil War. People who descended on Charlottesville, where Heather Heyer lost her life, chanting, Jews will not replace us at white power. The number is 800-735-0230. This is a special day to fundraise for the Pacifica Radio Archives. And the news is I still have to raise another, um, really, $3,000 by the top of the hour to meet our goal of $5,000 for this hour. This is Mark. Margaret Prescott, host of Sojourner Truth. I am here with uh, Mark Torres in studio, executive director of the Pacifica Radio Archives. I love the Pacifica Radio Archives, Mark. It would break my heart if I'm not hearing from KPFK listeners, KPFA listeners in Berkeley, KPFT listeners in Houston, Texas, WPFW listeners in Washington, D.C., WBAI listeners in New York City to say, yes, I want to preserve this history. I have to, I have a responsibility to make sure that the next five generations are informed, that the voices of Fannie Lou Hamer, that the voices of James Baldwin, that the voices of Baird Rustin, uh, that the voices of James Baldwin and so many others are not lost. Please, please call us at 800-735-0230. There's nothing like the Pacifica Radio Archives. I give you my word. There's nothing like it in the United States. When visitors come from abroad to the station, from Ireland, from elsewhere, where I always take them to, up to Pacifica, and they are in awe. They say, we have nothing like this. Pacifica nothing. is always one step ahead of the story. We're the oldest public radio network in these United States. Public radio, they're babies in contrast to us. Um, Pacifica founded back in um, the late 1940s, 1948, was it? Yes. And um, the PBS and the uh, public radio in the mid-1960s. All of that is under threat right Right now, with the Confederacy president, Donald Trump, that's cutting funding. What do you think is going to happen with this history? These tapes are going to deteriorate. We're going to lose these voices. I feel it is urgent. Um, Mark, 800-735-0230. Yeah, picture uh, driving your kids to school in the next two years, putting on a different recording. Rosa Parks, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., James Baldwin. Langston Hughes, Lorraine Hansberry, all these great voices that will inspire and inform the new generation uh, so that they will be inspired to vote in 2020. We, the only way that we can end 
what is happening to us uh, is to exercise our right to vote. What Fannie and build a movement. And Voting build, and is part of it. Part of it, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. But what Fannie Lou Hamer almost lost her life, and, and probably her life was shortened because of the beatings she took for the right to register people to vote uh, in the South. Call now, 1-800-735-0230. We need six people calling, Margaret, to reach our goal. But, you know, Margaret, in past years, you've blown through your goals. Well, that's what I'm hoping for. Your fans and listeners now are multiplied by five because we're listened to not only here in Los Angeles, but also KPFA 94.1 Berkeley, San Francisco, Oakland, KPFT 90.1 FM Houston, WPFW 89.3 FM Washington, D.C. Think of the March on Washington. Washington, D.C. is where it's all happening. For all of you listening out in Washington, D.C., who has the luxury of the Library of Congress and the Smithsonian, you do not have this collection. You don't. This encyclopedia of sound, 3,600 hours of audio for a $250 donation. It's a steal. It's a My steal. My brother-in-law says this should be going for a $1,000 minimum. But we want that's how much we want this information out into the world. But you know Mark, I remember when fewer hours than this yeah. was going for $5,000. $5,000 pledge. Today we're talking about $250 pledge for three of these things. I mean that that would be like at five thousand each, that would be yeah. you know. We'd make our goal. We in, would make our goal and calls. then more. But you know what? <laughs> we want young people to hear these voices. We want this information to get out. Eight hundred seven three five zero two three zero. I so appreciate all of the listeners out there. Even as we are on the air in Florida uh, right now, you have Donald Trump supporters outside where they're recounting in Broward County. Uh, chanting, taking our country back, chanting about Trump, okay? Um, You know, really, it's just incredible what's going on right now in Georgia and right now in Florida in the governor's race. Uh, This is what's happening, people. You know what? I'd like to hear Howard Zinn. I love Howard Zinn. He was such a dear friend. Um, To Pacifica as well. Young people don't have access to Howard Zinn anymore. I just, we're running out of time because I also want to play a couple of other clips, um, including from Paul Robeson. But can we hear a little bit of the Howard Zinn clip right now? Because a lot of people think racism is a Southern thing. Excuse me? No. I don't think so. Right here in Los Angeles. Right. Southern influence in national politics. Maybe at some point in this talk, if that's what it will be, I will get back somewhere, and maybe at some points in it, there'll be some relationship between what I say and the title Southern Influence in National Politics. Uh, If so, it will be an accident. But uh, there is, what I really want to talk about is just politics, or maybe just national politics, or maybe a number of other things connected with it. I'll tell you why I don't like to talk about Southern influence in national politics. Because it perpetuates a kind of mythology which I think is very prevalent in American thinking and probably in foreign thinking about the United States. And that is 
that we have here a fine, decent, democratic, beautifully structured, lovely country which the South is spoiling. We have some great statesmen in this country. We have a good Congress. We have a fine president, a magnificent Supreme Court, a wonderful set of laws, a great constitution, a magnificent heritage, and all of this is being spoiled by a few miserable, evil Southerners. Uh, don't you believe it? You know, Mark, this is a really very, very early Howard Zinn. That's what I love about the archives. I think this was like 1963 or so, yeah, the, the had, historian he, uh, Howard Zinn. I think he had just stopped teaching at uh, the— At Spelman? At Spelman. Right. Uh, when, he, uh, when he gave this Historically talk. black college. Because he was taking uh, young students like Alice Walker and, um, and, and teaching them about the racist past of— the South. Hold that thought. I got to yeah. give the phone number out. 800-735-0230. We want to raise another, another at least $2,500. The pledge level is $250. And we're getting there one caller at a time. If somebody out there think, can call and pledge at the $1,000 level, $500 level, we'll $5,000 level, we'll use that as a match. We only have, we only have, Mark, uh, just a little under 10 10 minutes uh, to get a match, $500 or $1,000, so we'll do a match. But for $250 pledge, please put it on a credit card, uh, do a bank transfer. You will get the Encyclopedia of Sound. It's better than, I, I, you know, I mean, the Library of Congress, great, but they don't have some of what we have here in the Pacifica Nothing Radio like Archives. It. It's 3,600 hours of audio, three volumes, the Encyclopedia of Sound, and um, it includes all of the voices that you're hearing um, during this. Our Fannie Lou Hamer, uh, Martin Luther King, a huge Martin Luther King collection. Malcolm X, we didn't even get to play um, Malcolm X. Howard Zinn, um, Paul Robeson, uh, Cornell West, Lorraine Hansberry, Arundhati Roy, Maya Angelou, say Cesar Chavez, Dolores Huerta, so many young people don't know these people. They don't know these voices, and it breaks my heart. So I'm asking each and every one of you listening right now from KPFA, KPFA, KPFK, KPFT in Houston, WPFW in Washington, D.C., WBAI in New York City, please call right now, 800-735-0230. I always go on about the archives, Mark. And I want to pull my weight here. This is Margaret Prescott, <laughs> host of the Sojourner Truth. I can't go on about how much I love the archives, and then I get on the air, and I can't even make my goal. So y'all listening right, <laughs> right now, you got to help me out. Call 1-800-735-0230. Mark, I want to play another Robeson clip, but, okay. you know, tell us yeah. about this. Uh, yeah. I, I want to say— Amazing Zinn. Yeah, I, I really want to say that Howard Zinn has been a supporter of Pacifica— since the early 1960s, when he wrote the Voices of, of the People's History of the United States, he made a, another volume, The Voices of the People's History of the United States, and he only allowed the Pacifica Radio Archives to record these what? celebrity readings and distribute them. So those are in this collection as well. What I want to say about our collection in general, these are voices of people who unite us. We have a, an administration right now and a president 
who is spending 24 hours a day trying to divide us. These voices are, un- are voices of uniting, and that is a beautiful and wonderful thing, and it is what we need today. Absolutely, bringing people together, and that really takes us into the next clip. I mean, the Paul Robeson uh, collection is just Amazing in the Pacifica Radio he, he archives. Is, he was the first international superstar. He is he is a self-proclaimed and actual world citizen. When he went to a new country, to a new culture, he wasn't a nationalist. He went and learned other languages. He learned over forty languages and sang in and the sang language in those languages of, right. of the exotic countries that he visited. And he was and hounded by the FBI of the United States that took his passport and basically destroyed his uh, career. But you know what? Let's hear now from Paul Robeson. Um, any people of Welsh or Irish background, yeah. uh, listen up. He was an internationalist, you know, um, almost said George Bush, but um, uh, Donald Trump was in France uh, the anniversary, 100th anniversary of World War One. after just calling himself a nationalist, which has a specific meaning in Europe. Yeah. And in the United States, it, we also know it means I'm a white nationalist. But it took the French President Macron to take on Donald Trump to say nationalism is not patriotism and it's dangerous. So let us Lead hear now fascism. from um, uh, Paul Robeson, who is a world citizen, talking about people coming together. People don't want to be divided uh, by race or region. We really do want to be together. Let's hear now from Paul Robeson. Well, tell me, Mr. Robeson, was your commitment to the political scene then largely as a result of uh, your feeling about your own people or our own people, let's put it, yeah. uh, or did it have other overtones of I political first, conviction? Like, first it starts uh, as an American Negro instead of my own people. The other great change is very constant in my mind. I was in the Welsh Valley, and the Welsh people sing very much like we do in, in the Negro people. Yes, I've heard Many them. of our songs, beautiful songs. And I was uh, one of the few outsiders who, who has sung at a Welsh Estithforth, their, their national festival which has gone on since the time of the Druids. And I went down in the mines with the workers, and they explained to me that, Paul, you may be successful here in England, but your people suffer like ours. We are poor people. And you belong to us. You don't belong to the to the big weeks here in this country. And so I today feel as much at home in the Welsh Valley as I would in my own Negro section, any city in the United States. And I just did a broadcast by translating cable to the Welsh Valley a few weeks ago. And here was the first understanding that the struggle of the Negro people or of any people cannot be by itself. That it is a human struggle. And so I was attracted then to to. Uh, met many members of the Labour Party, and my politics embraced also the common struggle of all oppressed peoples, including especially the working masses, specifically the laboring people of all the world. And that that defines my philosophy. It's a joining one of uh, we are a working people, a laboring people, the Negro people. And there is a unity between our struggle and those of white workers in the South. I've had white workers shake my hand and say, Paul, we're fighting for the same thing. And so this defines my attitude toward socialism and toward many other things in the world. I do not believe that a few people should control the wealth of any land, that it should be a collective ownership in the interest of all. Is that a democratic socialism or...? I would have to be a democratic socialism. There are many ways, however, to 
to a struggle toward democracy, as I see that in a place like China, for example, today, the Soviet Union, many other places, or take our own problems uh, um, of Negroes. If we were free in the South tomorrow to carry our weight, to vote into everything, would we now look around and try to find... All righty, I got to bring it down. Um, that was the late, great Paul Robeson. The number to call is 800-735-0230. Okay, I've got a minute and a half. In a minute and a half, I need to raise $2,000 to preserve the tapes. Eight that calls. will de- yeah, Eight people calling, pledging at the $250 level. 1-800-735-0230. We can do it. We need to raise another $2,000. I've got three callers on the line right now. That means that phone lines are open. If you called before and the lines were open, you could get through right now. I just need eight people calling, pledging to say, yes, I want the Encyclopedia of Sound. I want to preserve the people's history, the people's audio history, which is the Pacifica Radio Archives. You will get a thank you gift of 3,600 hours of audio with um, Paul Robeson, with Langston Hughes, with Alan Watts, uh, Rosa Parks, Cesar Chavez, Dolores Huerta, Fannie Lou Hamer, Howard Zinn, Langston Hughes, Edward Said, uh, the very funny George Carlin. That number's again 1-800-735-0230. I'm getting a little desperate here, um, Mark, <laughs> because I have one minute and one minute. I still need to raise uh, that $2,000. Do I have there, – there are three callers on the line right now. Okay, so that means I need five more of you, just five people listening in, in, in Los Angeles, KPFK, uh, KPFA 94.1 FM in Berkeley, KPFT 90.1 FM in Houston, WPFW 89.3 FM in Washington, D.C., WBAI 99.5 FM in New York City. Where are you? Where are my homies? We're all my <laughs> Caribbean peeps, okay? Call at 800-735-0230. A quick comment, Mark. Thank you so much, Margaret. Uh, I really enjoyed you hosting this national broadcast uh, today. And uh, your clips really illustrate what the Pacifica Radio Archives is all about. We encourage you to get to the phones now and pick up our three-volume Voices That Change the World, our Encyclopedia of Sound, 3,600 hours for a $250 donation, one 800 7350235 Props to the Pacifica Radio Archives. Okay, I still need to raise another $1,000. I need four people uh, calling. Thank you, Mark. Thank the entire team. Thanks to all of the phone answers. This is Margaret Prescott, host of Sojourner Truth. Keep calling. Thank you so much. Okay. I know. But when we come together, I know we're better. Thank you for listening and keeping our history alive on the radio. Every donation today helps us more than ever. Every $250 donation helps us preserve and digitize another historic recording that already includes some of the greatest names in history. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Rosa Parks, Alan Watts, Bob Dylan, Cesar Chavez, Dolores Huerta, and so many more. In return for your donation, we will give you all three volumes of Voices That Change the World, containing over 3,600 hours of audio on three USB drives. Simply call 1-800-735-0230 or donate online at supportpra.org. 
We thank donors from around the world and encourage those of you listening now to call and donate 1-800-735-0230. Thank you and stay tuned for more great programming on this day to preserve the history of Pacifica Radio going back to Listening to the Pacifica Radio Archives, Voices That Change the World, National Broadcast Fun Drive, heard on all five Pacifica stations. KPFA 94.1 FM Berkeley, KPFK 90.7 FM Los Angeles, 98.7 FM Santa Barbara, 93.7 FM North San Diego, 99.5 FM Ridgecrest, KPFT. 90.1 FM Houston, Texas, WBAI 99.5 FM New York City, WPFW 89.3 FM Washington, D.C. Please call 1-800-735-0230 to pledge your support for this endangered American treasure or go online at supportpra.org. Your donation today helps us more than ever do our work preserving, digitizing, and caring for this historic collection going back to 1949. A little over six years ago, I began a series of radio programs over the mother station of KPFK, that is KPFA in Berkeley, which have been running ever since under the general title Way Beyond the West. And I think I may as well take off for listeners in Southern California by a short